Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to NOLA Hearts, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources for CHD and some other stuff. We're just two heart mamas from New Orleans doing this for heart mamas, our dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, whoever may want to listen. That's Susan Oakland. And that's Lana Stevens. And we feel like we've got a lot to say. We have a lot to say today. First of all, today is the first uh, day of Heart Week, yes. CHD Awareness Week, I should say, technically. February 7th through February 14th runs um, Heart Week. So we and hope to Happy see- anniversary, Lana and Kevin. Thank you. 20 years of marital bliss today. 20 years. But how can you like be married 20 years? Because we're you're only, only 20. 20. Right? <laughs> I feel like old people are married for 20 years. Like, you Don't you think that? Uh, yeah. Anyway. I mean, myself, I'm only going to be married 19, so I'm still young. Right, so you're still not young. You're still a teenager. Um, yeah, 20 years. But I always, it's always funny because, you know, our, our anniversary starts on the first day of Heart Week and it ends on Valentine's Day. So it's easy to remember. That's true. So hopefully starting today, we're going to start seeing a bunch of like Facebook posts and people sharing their loved one stories. And Lana and I are beefing up our heart attire earrings, yes. sweaters, I shirts. Like, I have about three or four My sweaters. plan is to wear one every day for Heart Week this I'm gonna year. I'm going to have to. I hope it's cold. God, I uh, hope it's cold. It'll probably be 40 tomorrow and 90 by the weekend for the parades. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, that's right, how it right, goes. Right, Um, But anyway, I, um, so it, it is Heart Awareness Month. Today we are interviewing a young Lady. A, young, a young woman, yeah. She's, you know. she's a heart kid turned, she's 21. Um, her name is Leticia Alocious, and she's located in Texas. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit about kind of what her, um, you know, what her childhood was like and some of the things that she's been through. Um, we're excited to hear, you know, somebody from outside of the state that was one of our listeners who reached out. What? No And what? Susan and I even asked, like, well, how'd you hear about us? We're all the way over here in New Orleans. Like, we're so Texas. surprised. Like, right. what? How'd you hear about us? She could probably hear our voices from Waco, Texas, because yeah. <laughs> we're so Speak for yourself, Lana. Anyway, so yeah, so it's Heart Month, and we're a month out from Henry's Heart Scala. Yes. Yes. And, and for, well, I mean, we're about to go through Mardi Gras and then it's going to be like really big into heart gala time. Yes. So for anyone listening, if you buy tickets by this Friday, February 11th, you get extra casino cash. Yes. The night and you don't want to miss gala. the casino part is super fun. Um, so yeah, so you get extra cash for that. And then, yeah, I mean, Mardi Gras is coming up mm-hmm. next week. And I'm no, hoping I don't week. return from my Mardi Gras vacay in a boot or a cast or <gasps> anything. Oh my, like God. That. oh my God. That's right. That's right. That's going to be so fun though. Y'all are going skiing. We're saying, we're doing the Mardi Gras thing. Biggest free party in America. Well, wait, we're, we're doing that too. Cause Henry is Mardi Gras man. Oh, he loves the Mardi Gras. He loves the Mardi Gras. He loves all the cheap, dirty trinkets. So does Carson. He so loves does Carson. all the sketchy stuffed animals. Yep. Mm-hmm. He Carson, loves all the things. Carson made me buy him one of those um, Mardi Gras uh, overall sets from Walmart. <laughs> Don't tell Henry. Okay. They have plenty. Go no, get no, no, no. Don't Go tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> So, yeah, so he's like, well, Mom, I mean, if we're leaving on this day, how many parades are we going we to before yes. we leave on this day? Yes. Yes. I said, we're going to be here for the majority of Mardi Gras, yeah. so just just chill. Okay, so going back to the gala, remind people how to get tickets. Remind them they have to get their 80s costumes together and that it is important and it's going to be one of the funny, funnest themes so far as far as costuming goes. Yeah, so this year it's an 80s theme. 
You can buy tickets and sponsorships. Uh, I've just been telling everybody to go to henryoakwinfoundation.org. There's links to buy the tickets and information about the event from there. Um, wear your 80s costumes. And this is our biggest fundraiser to help families who are having surgery in New Orleans, whether they're local or transferring, um, traveling, I should say, in from, um, we've given grants out to people from Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, Northern Louisiana, just anybody that we can help. But this is our main source of funding for that. So it's a big deal because the more money we raise, the more families we can help. You can help and give out. I love it. And the website again is? HenryOakwinFoundation.org. And you can get all the information And you can get all the information there. Yeah. I hope we see, I hope we see a lot of our um, listeners or guests at the last year we had a good bit of guests join us at the game. Yeah, we need to reach out to so all of our guests. You, so if you are coming and you are a listener, make sure you stop us and let us know. We're not gonna know who you are because we don't listen to you like you listen to us. <laughs> so if you come, we wanna meet you. Yes. Please introduce yourself because last year Lana and I went around, we took pictures. Yeah, with all of our with guests. all of our previous guests. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. You know, because yeah. a lot of because, I mean, it, we started during COVID, so everyone's been via Zoom. Right. So it was nice to meet some people in, in person, yeah. finally. Right. <laughs> after talking. So let's go ahead and get our um, interview for today started. Again, we are here to welcome Miss Letitia Alocious. Welcome to Letitia Alocious from Waco, Texas, joining us today. Hi, Letitia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. We have to say, um, she's been amazing, and she was like jumped right in when we um, when we called her this morning and said, "Are you available?" <laughs> because we had um, kind of a crazy change of plan. So we appreciate all the flexibility. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I know I mentioned that you're from Waco, Texas. Is that where you've always you've always lived there? Um, what's kind of your history? Is this some, you know, tell us about your CHD, all that good stuff. Give us a little background. Well, I was born in Austin, but raised in Houston, California. I'm in Waco right now because I go to Baylor University. I'm a junior. I'm a public health major on occupational therapy track. And yeah, I'm a single ventricle Fontan patient. My main CHD, I'd say, is pulmonary atresia with intact ventricular septum. And I have a few others as well, but that's like the main diagnosis. And so, yeah, I'm just excited to be on here. Oh, good, good. And how old are you? You said you're a junior. That puts you at what, about 20-ish, 21? I'm 21. 21. Oh, I'm, I did good. That was a good guess. Yeah, okay. good. <laughs> yeah. Years old, and um, and you were diagnosed at birth. Yeah, I was born, and I turned blue immediately. So obviously, they knew something was wrong. And this was nothing very similar to my daughter. Nothing that that they caught during an ultrasound for your mother. Well, they could have apparently, but the nurse made a mistake um, and didn't read it right. So. They never knew until I was born. Okay. okay. And you were born in born in Boston? No, Austin. Austin, Austin, Austin Texas. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I gotta put my hair name in tonight. Okay. Um, I really did think she said Boston. Okay, so where was your surgery at in Texas? So I had um like the first surgery was the day of or the right the day after I was born. So that was in Austin. Wow. And then I had a few surgeries in Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. So those were my main surgeries. In California, I didn't have any surgeries, just follow-up checkups and things like that. So what um at what ages you said a day old or the day you were born, um, you had your first mm-hmm. procedure. And then and how many total have you had and and 
and what did they do during those different surgeries? So I had the three-step um, single ventricle procedures. So uh, the three-step Fontan is just what it's called. Um, I had one when I was born or the day after. I had one at age two or three, and then one at about five or six years old. And that oh. one was definitely in Houston. Okay. So in each one, they just slowly rerouted the heart and blood circulation to give it a single ventricle since um, the right side of my heart is the one that does not function properly. So that's what they did with that. And I also had a lot of complications with the liver. So they had, I had several procedures to drain the chyle fluid in the liver and um, heart cats and other procedures like that. So totally I would have about, I would say approximately 10 surgeries, wow. but three open heart okay. surgeries. Okay. So your last okay. one was at five or six, you said? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And do they expect you to need more or are you, for lack of a better word, done with open heart surgery? Well, right now I'm done. Let's hope it stays <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, they were pretty impressed with how I was doing now and where I am now. I'm able to work out and I do that regularly. And, you know, there's hindrances and things, but like overall I am pretty healthy. So I'm, I feel really blessed to be that way. That's awesome. I know we have a lot of listeners that have new, um, either new babies or toddlers or young children. And it's always good for them to hear from, um, from people that like yourself are successful, 21 years old, you know, doing the adulthood thing. And, um, can you kind of give us an overview of like what your childhood was like? Like, did you have any limitations? Did your CHD affect you in any kind of way? Yeah, my parents didn't really make my CHD a quote unquote big deal, for lack of a better term. Like we didn't really like talk about it so much. Um, I'm sure doctors at that time were like, you can't exercise, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, Like you can't do a million things, but we didn't really listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of just did what I wanted. My main limitations were physical. I know in elementary school, like I didn't care. I participated in PE just like everybody else. But once we got to um, middle school and uh, things started becoming graded in eighth grade is when I dropped PE altogether, just because I had a teacher who just... He wasn't nice to begin with, but especially with the heart condition, he wasn't very understanding. Like he would give me an F or a D because I couldn't run a mile in under five minutes or whatever. Uh, or how, oh, whatever I have one of, we have one of those. We have one of those. We have one of those. My daughter <laughs> complains all the time. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm just not a runner. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, <laughs> I kind of think she's just not, she's just not a runner too. But um, I never, I never thought about that, that it couldn't be, um, I wonder if really I, need to talk, I want to say to talk to the PE teacher now that you're saying that. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Yeah. Does Henry have any issues with that? Not so far, but I think it's different for every kid. And I think it, the defect depends yeah. on that. I'm, I'm asking because like she said, run a mile, you know, like she, she has an 11, like an 11 or 12 minute mile. And she's like, I mean, everybody laughs at me. She's like, I really don't care. I don't like to run. Like, so <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm that she her. can really or that can. she just doesn't want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll have to chat with her about That's that. True. Because if it's an effect or grade, we might have to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do you have any siblings? 
Nope, I'm an only child. <laughs> okay, so I was, I was going to ask if any of your siblings had been, you know, checked or ever had any heart issues themselves, because um, a few people we've interviewed have had more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for now, do you get checked on like annually or twice a year, or what? Do, what do they do for you as far as your, you know, checkups and stuff at this point? So it's an annual checkup. Um, there's no cardiologist that specialize in CHD, let alone single ventricle. That's a whole other ball game. So I go to Dallas for my checkups and, um, I get checked up at UT Southwestern there okay. and they're amazing. I really like them there. So there, they actually know about single ventricle and especially for <laughs> single ventricle in adults, because that's, that's even more like <laughs> unknown for people. So, I, I do get care there. It's a two hour drive, but it's only once a year. And usually they do like the whole thing, like EKG, ultrasound, uh, regular checkups, blood tests. They, they do the whole stuff while I'm there just to, so that I don't have to keep going back to Dallas. So yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So I was going to ask you that too. So you have transitioned or in the process of transitioning to an adult CHD doctor? Yeah, transition was a little crazy just because when I did transition, it was I was moving to Texas. So I switched hospitals. My pediatric uh, cardiologist who I had all my almost all my life in California retired. And so we were moving hospitals, switching doctors, like a whole different state. And it was COVID, so oh, everything kind of made yeah. it hard. Yeah, bad. but I yeah. am officially transitioned now. Oh well, good, good. So then you mentioned earlier what your major is and what track you're on. What are your goals um, after graduation? Is this something that you'll have to get like a master's in something else? So I want to be an occupational therapist. So that is grad school. Um, OTD program. So it's called Doctorate of Occupational Therapy. I don't know why it's called Doctorate. It's not a PhD or a medical doctor. It's just a fancy <laughs> name. Um, the main difference is you do a capstone project at the end. Uh-huh. But um, that's the certification that I'm hoping to get, uh, which is about two to three years, depending on where you go. I'm in the process of applying right now. I just applied to, um, I'm in the process of applying to Baylor's OTD program. I do okay. hope to go there. I want to uh, work with pediatrics. I, I love was kids. wondering the same thing. I was going to ask that too. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Is there a lot of occupational therapy? I guess after uh, there's OT. After Henry had OT therapy. for like yeah. 10 years. Yeah. My son did like handwriting and yeah. eating and grad, all those muscles, you know, like yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. I've said this in previous podcasts, but he has extremely weak wrists mm-hmm. and wrist muscles because mm-hmm. he's in the hospital for for 78 days. And for so long of it, he was like, had those boards on his wrists because of his IVs. So he wouldn't flail his hands like a typical mm-hmm. baby, mm-hmm. which apparently isn't just, you know, cause they're uncoordinated that build your muscle. No, right. And so he missed out on all that. So he's still, he still has teachers that are extremely unkind about his handwriting. And I really mm. have to refrain on telling them that that's the least of my problems right. is that my son has ugly handwriting. Right, right. Dream. <laughs> but, um, but occupational therapy, I think, is huge for a lot of them, especially with learning how to eat. Um, because yeah. I'm pretty sure the OT is the one who taught him how to use mm-hmm. the pacifier to learn how to use his um, 
I guess, like sucking muscles, yeah, yeah. you know, to learn because he didn't breastfeed and all that kind of stuff. And so he definitely had a lot of OT. So that's great. You're going to give back and, and go with peds. Yeah. So it. general peds or like hoping to be in, on like the heart floor or like you're just kind of open to general in general. I said a lot of general. Um, I, I'm open to general peds. I shattered an OT and I just loved everything she did. I'm also extremely interested in mental health for adults and teens. So oh. I also want to like do that as well. It'll be cool to work with CHD patients. Oh. I had an OT as well. Um, I had a PT and SLP. I actually um, sing now. And they said that because of the feeding tube, if I didn't have an SLP, I might not have been able to. Um, I also have damage on my hands. So it's like, okay. SOP. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I also had nerve damage on my hand. So I'm like completely numb on like the top of my hands when you touch it, like to this day. But because I had an OT, I have like full functioning of my hands, even if I can't fully feel it. Uh So I'm really passionate about that. Yeah. Now, did they ever tell you why that was related to surgery? And yeah, I had a lot of IV needles and I used to pull them out repeatedly. And so uh, they would have to strap my hands down and put like more IV needles, like keep on putting IV needles. So that's why. Interesting. That is interesting. And I'm also intrigued that you're interested in the mental health side, because I feel like you know, <laughs> talked about this in, in other episodes, like along with this comes some, comes some PTSD for sure. Oh. Um, I mean, I said, yeah, I said that loosely. I, I know she and I both have talked about this. Both of our kids, you know, have struggled with a lot of PTSD, as have we as parents. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I love your interest in mental health. Um, okay. I think that's so important. So I'm, we're excited to be able to follow you to see where you end up. You'll have to stay in touch with us and let, let us know how you end up doing and, and where you end up going. Are you planning to stay in Texas? We'll take you here in Louisiana. Yes. <laughs> we have <laughs> New Orleans if you want to come down. We've got yes. two, two children's hospitals here. So, <laughs> I mean, I do love texas i probably won't stay in waco <laughs> i might go to like the outskirts of dallas not like the city because i don't like the city either mm-hmm. but i am i do want to live in different states because i grew up in texas and california so i want to like go somewhere else but do we'll, see. Do, like, we'll see travel programs for that like did it like they do like travel, travel nursing? nursing do they do travel ot um, you know they do have ot because my daughter did that so i wonder I think might have. I know there's like a military OT program and everything, oh, but wow. um, I'm sure they have something like that. Like healthcare field in general is really needed, mm-hmm. especially in rural underserved communities. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm really passionate about as well. So awesome. yeah, I'm sure they have programs like that. But I know when I do my practical and internships in OT school, they will give you a site that you're placed at. So based on that as well, you can build connections and that's kind of where you'll um, get a, get a starting job as Mm -hmm. well for a lot of, lot of people. So yeah, it really depends on, I guess, where you get that initial internship too. So I'll see where I'm placed and, and where I can apply to from there. But yeah. So let me ask you, do you, um, you, you're 21. So I feel like that's a transitioning, transitioning age of CHD. Did you attend any heart camps? Are you involved in any heart groups or CHD groups? Or do you know other CHD uh, families, say kids, peers. you know, cause you're yeah. at that age where you're leaving 
Yeah, but parents, like, did you grow up knowing any other CHD kids or friends? No, I always thought I was the only one. I've never met another CHD patient at all until single ventricle patient day in Michigan in 2019. But no one was my age. I still haven't met anybody my age with wow. I bet we can find you somebody. Wait, single ventricle patient day in Michigan. Yeah, what's that? What is that? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was started like the first year it was in um was 2019. So I was among the first uh batch, I I would say. And they have an annual conferences for patients from all over and providers to just come and meet people who also have single ventricle and for providers to just learn about the condition because a lot of people don't know about it. And Mm -hmm. it's a really cool thing. It's put on by a lot of patients. Um, So they had it 2020 and 2021 were virtual, unfortunately, but 2022 they had it in Illinois in Chicago. So we'll see where they have it in 2023. But it's really it was a really nice that's event. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, but to meet other cool. to get all the patients who have the exact same defect together. Like that is really cool. That's it's crazy to me that you didn't meet anybody your age there. Um yeah, I I, I was the youngest was kid there. Mostly younger. And, huh? Was it mostly okay. younger? No, everyone was older than me. Oh, I was the okay. youngest one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The You have to be at least 18 to go. So, like, everyone oh, was gotcha. older than me. I was, like, the youngest one there this past year. And, yeah, not everyone has the same defect. And some people only have one, some and some people have multiple. But everyone resulted in a single ventricle. That's what mm-hmm. it is at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, it was put on by the Fontan Outcomes Network. And a lot of people there had HLHS. Mm-hmm. And I have... I have a group of conditions that people like to label HRHS, but I don't, I mean, I was never diagnosed like that. So I'm not really going to go, but people say, yeah. you know, but uh, I have PAI, you know, IBS, like I said, and then mm-hmm. I have bicuspid aortic valve with aortic valve stenosis and hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and like a few others that's just leaving my brain at the moment but, <laughs> she's like and a lot of it is like I've only listed so- five I got more it's okay she's casual about it <laughs> yeah but in the end we all were a group of people with a single ventricle no matter what road we took I guess right <laughs> right 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 so um you seem so like confident and comfortable talking about everything we always um we always you know end our our podcast, I don't know if you're a frequent listener, but we always ask the, the same last questioner question to everyone. And that is if you had one piece of advice for all CHD families or parents or patients or whoever it may be, what is your big pie in the sky CHD advice? Yeah, well, for me, everything really just stems from my faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a Christian and that's really where everything stems from for me. And that's why I can be confident in this is because I truly believe that God allowed this to happen, which sounds like, whoa, you know, but I truly believe that because now I can use this to connect with people and have compassion on people in a whole different way that if I didn't have it, I couldn't, you know, use that as a connection to bring light and hope to people. And that's really the number one thing for me. And my main advice is like, this is not your identity. Like this does not define you. It does not destroy your life. 
it does come with hindrances and we have to acknowledge those and we have to take care of yourself, you know, through having checkups and exercising and doing all the things. But this doesn't have to be like a make or break it. You don't have to, you know, think that you're broken because of it, because you're not. And I truly believe for me that confidence comes from God. And so for everyone else, it's like, Maybe we don't share the same beliefs, but that's mine. And I really believe that if I have this, I can't change it. So why not use it for good? I love it. I love it. I, I love, love it too. I love your positive um, <laughs> attitude. And and I love how, how faith-filled you are. And I, I love how you want to pay it forward too. And like we do too. something that helped you, you me know? Too. Well, thank you for joining us today. We so appreciate you jumping on last minute and coming to share your story and you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, maybe moms, and just hearing from you at 21 and hearing being so positive is just such um, a ray of hope for so many parents and and um, and other patients. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks again, Tisha. It was great hearing from you. Lana is laughing at me right now, y'all, because <laughs> I keep wanting to say Letitia, so I sincerely I apologize, uh, Letitia. We ha- we asked her, too, if we were saying it correctly, and then we're like, well, we can't My, we, my anyway, brain it's is Letitia. not there. Letitia. And she is a doll. She's absolutely adorable. I love that she is about to finish college and continue her her educational journey and, um, and then move on to help kids. I know. You know, I always think about, like, you know, sometimes I think about some of the things like, oh, I wonder if that's going to make him go and be a cardiologist or be a cardiac nurse. But you don't think about the therapies as much. And that's no, but I would love I I mean, I would love to see Henry do something to help heart kids one day. Of course, he wants to be like his dad and do construction, but uh, in engineering, but I would love it even if it's just in a volunteering type of way with other kids, other families, because he will love it. I do think it's important to give back. I find that I get the most out of dealing with other heart families. So I feel like, you know, you got to pay that forward. It's crazy to me that she hasn't met anybody her age. So um, if anybody's listening and they're a single ventricle, um, you know, 21-ish area and and you want to connect with somebody that's your age, if you haven't met somebody that is similar to your CHD, I would love to be able to connect people too. You know what I mean? If they yes. hear from them or whatever. I think so that's great. I think that that would be an awesome thing. Um, please continue like like she did today to share your personal stories, uh, whether you are a adult with CHD like she is um, or a child with CHD whose parent wants to share, um, grandparent, you know, whoever, sibling. You can email us at nolahots at gmail.com you can follow us many of you already do on instagram and facebook at nola hot and you can listen to us on all of the platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher amazon music and pandora we're looking forward to the next episode don't forget no judgment here it's all about survival cheers, cheers.